You're listening to the Learn Islam podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram for updates on Islamic events and classes. This question is, my husband is not very involved with our kids. It's so stressful dealing with everything on my own. He always says he's too tired after work. So what should I do? What should she do? <laughs> Dear Ustaz Aiman, as a father and as a husband. Yeah, I believe that my slides here targeted men eh, doing their work because I believe that uh, parenting is not just a one-sided affair. It is a combined uh, task between husband and wife to make sure that you must be present with your child to make sure. And I always, uh, I did learn from one of the counselor regarding this parenting, he always said to me that uh, if you want your son to be or your daughter to be successful, the one point, the one highlight things that you need to do is you need to be present, especially fathers. If fathers are present during the child's upbringing, there are highly chance that the son and daughters will strive in this world. Yeah. So we are not saying that you know, as a single mom, you can't raise your child uh, to become a good, good person. But if you have a, a committed, you yeah. have a committed fathers, then you have a high chance to become successful in this life and also in the hereafter. So it's important for parents or for fathers especially to contribute, not just by giving you know, uh, alimony, nafka, you know, give presents and so on. But you are not there. Mm-hmm. Try to be there. That's why I talk about my slides here regarding getting being healthy. So you know, if you want, like you are too tired to work after going back from work, so try to be healthy yourself so that you can have the energy to be with your children after work and so on. I think, uh, Ustaz Aiman, if I could interject, I think this is a dilemma as a wife. How do or how does she bring forth? this problem of hers to her husband without causing a ruckus in the discussion. Like, you know, he's up after he, you know, finishes his work, he goes back home and then you ask him to be a fair partner in this as a, as a father. And so, he, I, I think she wants to raise this up but how does she probably do that? And yeah, equal I, partnership. Yeah, I believe that uh, the communication between the husband and the wife is also important. So before you even embark on a journey of being a parent, you need to understand that, okay, we want to become a parent, but how about our work? You know, do you want me to stay at home to become a full-time housewife or you want yourself to become a house husband, which I am right now. I'm a house husband. Eh? I don't have any full-time job right now. So you discuss with your wife, you discuss with your husband, you know, regarding roles and tasks and responsibilities that you want to do, that you can do. I, I always joke with my wife, say that uh, our roles as parents, that everything that's going to go inside our children's body is her duty. Everything that comes out from it is mine. All the poops, punching, pampers, everything is my duty. So this is what we are agreed. Lah. So agreed lah. 
So you have and you have some discussion with your, your own system. Yeah, yeah, your own system and talk about it. You know, maybe if you go back, you know, uh, uh, job late, so maybe I can cover for you. But maybe in the morning you cover for your for my duty as a you know as uh, as mom. You know, make sure making sure they got their breakfast and them to schools and so on. And on the weekends, maybe you can give me some time to you know uh, do my own stuffs and then you take care of the children and so on. So the discussion usually when this thing happens is when. When husband and wife tend to, you know, uh, don't have enough discussion with one another. So this is also one of the situation here that we need to address also. Right. I'm, I'm actually hoping he's watching, but I probably he's not watching. Is there like a, another way to, a resolution at least for this mother who's obviously extremely tired? Mm, actually, I, I, I tend to, you know, echo uh, Ustad Ayman said because I practice this when I... Uh, uh, you know, earlier when our kids were, were much smaller, we actually do this. We actually actually discuss what are some of the tasks that we can delegate between the two of us when it comes to our children. So we agree that, you know, there are certain things that I will take on and certain things my husband will take on. For example, even to the point of homework, when we want to check, we actually split between the two of us. So I will not feel burdened. He will not feel burdened. So he said, "Okay, I will. I will. You know, look, uh, look at let's say maths and Malay, and I will look at English and science." So every every day when we come home from work, then we look at our table, right? And then see whose table got more homework to check, <laughs> that kind of thing. But I have to agree that um, it we need to talk about this with our husbands, whether we like it or not, because parenting is a shared responsibility. And I mentioned and and to this brother. You know, if he's listening, um, I mentioned also about um, just now we don't make time because they say he's tired, he doesn't have the time. We don't make time in our life. We make or we take priorities. We manage our priorities. So if this, if our children are important to us, we will make time for it. So if we are not, then that means we are telling ourselves these are the things that we value the most. So time, everybody don't have the time in the world, but we only make time for things that are important. Number two, I think I would encourage the sister to really have a good discussion with the husband. Need to talk. We need to talk about this. We need to have a conversation. And of course, when we have a conversation, not to react, but just respond and listen. Listen and respond to it. Is it like a couples therapy for children that you that is that that is available for couples? Uh, therapy? No, this kind of thing we just talk to to the parents about it. Yeah, just have force yourself to right. have this. What is important to you? What is important to you? And let's find the common ground. What is important to both of us? I think that is important. Uh, that that can be done. Something that is workable. Yeah. And uh, the next question that we have is: At which point should we as parents? Take a step back and reflect if our parenting methods and ways are effective. And if we are doing the correct thing. Yes. I, I'll answer, answer this. Yes. There are no correct way of parenting. There are no the right way of parenting. So because the moment we think of right way and correct way, we are actually looking for prescriptions. 
In parenting, there are no prescriptions. We have to think what is the most suitable for our child. Even if we have two children, the parenting style will be different from each child. So think of the most suitable, think of the most appropriate. There is no right way and no correct way. And how do we reflect? It's an ongoing process, ongoing journey. And I think just now I mentioned that I learned a lot from my children. They are my greatest teachers. They will let me know if I'm doing something right or if I need to do more. They don't tell me. But when I observe them and I see, oh, alamak, you know, something not right like, with the behaviour. I know I need to do something about it. And that's when I reflect. Is my parenting technique betul ke? Strategy betul ke? I need to change ke? You know, that kind of thing. So, the reflection is ongoing. But the thing is this, we have to keep an open mind that we want to grow and learn together with the children. We also want to grow as parents. We cannot say, oh, I'm a parent, uh, you know, I'm always right. This is the way I do things. We learn from them and they will tell you in their own ways. We observe their actions, their behaviour, the things, they, the values they, they bring along with them, we can tell whether we are doing it right or not. You know, my children are you know, big, 23 and 20 years old. I am still learning from them because they are already big. I cannot use the same parenting techniques as they were small. So I'm now like friends, discuss, you know, renegotiate certain things. So it is a journey, right? So I want to assure this parent, you are already doing the best. So just give your best and that's enough. Yeah, can I add uh, regarding these points? I would like to sidetrack uh, a little bit regarding this matter and want to discuss the values in, in the Quran itself. In Surah Al-Muluk, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shared regarding the stories of people who has been thrown into the hellfire, they regret and they say that Laukunna nasma'u aw na'qilu makunna fi ashabi sa'ir If only we were to listen and we were to understand. So this is an intellect qualities. Okay, and then when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentioned the people, uh, the the believers, Allah said, "Inna lazina yakhshauna Rabbahum bil ghaib." For those who fear Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, for those who fear to His Lord, so this is an emotional part. So the point here is that this believer they didn't listen, so they didn't start the first thing that they need to do: listen to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And when they don't listen, they don't think. When they don't think, they don't have an emotional capacity to understand. Okay? So, as a believer, you need to first listen and then think. With that, it will drive your emotions. Not start with emotions first, then you think. No, I just want to be a happy parent, so I just let my, my mom take care of my children, you know. That is your emotion. You need to understand. So, as parents, you need to learn. That's why go to Adil courses, go to Islamic education and so on. Learn about things. That's why the first verse of the Quran is Ikra to the Prophet Learn, read, explore, discuss, talk and so on. So that is the value of the Quran. When you put your emotional thing first, then you'll lose sight of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to become a parent, what you need to do as a parent, what you need to do as a children. So learn what Allah SWT wants, learn what the Prophet taught us, then it can drive your emotion well, inshaAllah. May, may Allah SWT not let our eyes and hearts be blind.
like maybe open our hearts and our ears and our eyes to see and observe and become better parents, inshallah. And just to associate your uh, the earlier question, uh, Marina Fisa and Ustaz uh, Ayman, I saw a certain question that was related and, and um, you were sharing that at different tiers of their ages, we have to treat them differently. And I saw that a couple of parents were sharing that their children have different capabilities even um, at, you know, probably about the same age, right? So they tend to treat their children differently, not because of different love, but because of their different capabilities. But these children perceive it differently and they might think, oh, you love Abang more. Oh, you love Adik more. So how do we treat them and nourish them differently according to what we see as their needs, but yet make them understand that this is equal love? Um... In, in parenting, there is this thing I call anchor. The anchor cannot change. means that there are certain values, certain things that are non-negotiable for us. And yet must be the same for all our children. So when we talk about treating, we are not treating them differently. It's just that we, the way we talk, the way we communicate with them is a bit different. For example, some uh, one, one child, I have only two children. I just give an example. My daughter is more of a rational person and my son is the emotional. So when I talk to my, child, my son, I will ask, how are you feeling? How does that make you feel? But with my girl, she uses logic. So I talk about things logically. So this is what I mean by different ways of communicating. But when it comes to values, when it comes to non-negotiable things, it's equal between the two. They must follow because this is our family values. So even learning styles, I saw some asking about academic, right? Learning styles, they are different. One child may be visual learner, so they, they can sit for two hours and read and highlight things. The other child is a kinesthetic learner. He needs to move around 15 minutes, he needs to stop, go to the toilet, come back 15 minutes, stop again, go to the kitchen. It's not that he's not learning, but he's learning it in his own way. Your other child learn it in that way. So that is about that is what we mean by respecting their personality, their capabilities, and then we adapt the way we talk to them and we, the way we communicate with them. But in terms of anchor, it has to be there for the family. Thank yeah. you, uh, Marina Fisa. We have uh, another question, Ustas and uh, Madam Nafisa. Um, I'm a parent myself, and I try my best every single day. My parents abused me physically and mentally since I was three years old. So how do I try to respect them? So there's a lot of unlearning here. I think he or she is trying to unlearn, respect his or her parents and become a better parent. Okay. So, Ustaz. Thank you. Uh, I did uh, receive this uh, few, the same questions from my couple's dad. Uh, I will solemnize them soon. So when I did the F2F with them, then they will talk about, you know, uh, they've been moving houses because they don't want to live with their parents because they, their parents are abusive. Their parents didn't uh, do their responsibility well. They are into drugs and so on. So they tend to leave their parents. Okay. So now they are coming to the age whereby they want to get married and they need to tell their parents that they want to get married. You know, for, for a lady, for example, that they need a wali in their marriage. So they need to meet their parents. And they are feel traumatic regarding this issue. 
my first point I want to highlight is that if you are feeling traumatized during your upbringing with your parents, you know, you're being abused, domestically abused, you're being, uh, you know, uh, kicked about and so on, please get some help, okay, for yourself, okay? Go to a counsellor, talk about it, you know, uh, get some help on your own, you know, you, you say that, you know, you're being an abusive parent and so on. If they are still abusing you right now, go you know, either call the police and so on. I did receive a question from my, from my couples. You know, the, the lady said to me that uh, I have an abusive parent. Then I said that, why don't you call the police and get some PPO and so on? I said that I don't want to be disrespectful. Tanak jadi anak durhaka, she said. You know? So I said that, no, it's not about being anak durhaka. It's about you taking care of yourself, your well-being, your safety. And that is also important. Okay, so get some help. Maybe at that point of time, when you call for police and so on to take care of your father, that is where he will learn how to become a good father later and so on. Okay, so regarding the issue, how I want to respect them, it's more or less it's about time because time will heal your, your, you know, your, your suffering, your, your, your burden and so on. So at the end of the day, I don't. Uh, I'm not being raised by you know, an abusive parents. Lah. My parents, alhamdulillah, it was very loving and caring towards me. And I, I tend to understand, I try to empathize regarding your issue. But at the end of the day, my point here is that if you become uh, grateful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you a parent, you know, give you a dad and a mom, if you're grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will not lose anything. Even though they have been abusive since young, but you still respect them as a human being, even though he didn't or she didn't, okay? As long as you're being respectful to them, that is an ibadah for, from you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't, don't, uh, don't forget that. You're doing this not because of him or her. You're doing this because of yourself and Allah subhanahu so if you put that, you know, the intention well, then inshallah, I hope that Allah SWT can give you, you know, time to heal, to make sure that you are better, inshallah. Allah Um, Do we have time for one last question? I think we have about a couple of minutes before we end our live uh, stream, live stream. Uh, so, okay, could you share three useful tips on nurturing our kids for Ukrawi and Duniawi? So, uh, which... One of you would like to answer this first before we end our live stream and continue yeah. with our Q&A session. Maybe Who's I best? can share first. Okay, I usually also give, uh, you know, uh, some tips regarding nurturing our kids. There are different stages as mentioned by Nef Madam Nafisa, but if I'm not wrong, it's from Prophet Ali. If I'm not, eh, no, Sayyidina Ali, uh, the Sahabat of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Seven years, 14 years and 21. Okay, when you are... Uh, with your child, which is seven years and below, so you give them love, you know, respect. Uh, and our Prophet in a lot of narration, a lot of hadith, it's not just the message that the Prophet sent to them, but the action of our Prophet the Prophet touch, the Prophet kiss, the Prophet kneel down to them. That is a shown of respect towards the children. So this is one of the useful tips that you can do towards your children. When you talk to them, don't talk like, you know, uh, top-down approach. But you just go below their, their, the eye level. their eye level and then talk to them properly and so on. And listen and so on. So this is what some of the traits of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then after they become... 
uh, older, 14, eh? 7, 0 to 7, 7 to 14. 7 to 14 is more about education, it's more about uh, boundaries, about rules and regulation to understand about, you know, uh, to understand about your duties as a person and so on. So this is more about, you know, some rules and regulation that you have set for them, you need to understand. And if you talk about the Quran itself, uh, the 13 years, the Quran was sent down in Makkah, okay, and 10 years in Medina. So that is the philosophy of raising a children also. For the first 13 years before you become a Balik person, so you talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Teach them about Allah. Teach them about the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the ayat of Makiyah is more or less about who is Allah, uh, who is the prophets, the stories, and so on. Then after that, the 10 years in Medina, you talk about you know, uh, actions, you talk about rituals, the salat, the prayers, and so on. So the first 13 years of your life as a parent, you teach them regarding values. You, taught, you teach them regarding who is Allah, who is the one that we need to prostrate, we need to do sajdah to. So if they knew, if they know who is the who is the one that they need to proceed to, then they will feel that love, they will feel that respect, and they will do it on their own when they are getting older because they knew who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is some of the useful tips. Allahu alam. Maybe Madam Nafisa want to add something? We started really young, yeah, Ustaz, yeah? Uh, we will be having to wrap up right now and end our live stream. But before that, I would like to thank everyone who's watching us and tuning in to us. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.